Razorback defensive coordinator Barry Odom met with the media yesterday and had some really interesting comments, especially talking about his time at Arkansas and what the future holds. We'll get to some more Razorback fall camp updates and something that just really boils my nuggets. All coming up on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head to betonline.net where the game starts. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday. We have finally made it right into the weekend, pretty much. And, you know, we're just uh, 15 days away from Razorback football. Two Saturdays. Like, you got this weekend, you got next weekend, and then we have Razorback football. It's this close. It's this close to getting here and uh, for a great top 25 matchup. And I know that it's going to be exciting for everybody involved, especially those of you who are really excited about the season, like I am. I'm excited about this season. For, for so many different ways, and obviously, if you listen to this podcast or you listen to my radio show, you know all the reasons why I'm as excited as I am. But things that do make me even more excited, not only about this season, but also about the future for Razorback football, is any time that we get a chance to hear from certain coaches when it comes to uh, Arkansas's assistants, which Sam Pittman has a lot of great assistant coaches here on staff, um, it's always interesting to hear kind of their perspectives on where things are at and, you know, the, the excitement that they have for the season that's upcoming, all those things. It, it's, it's really great. But it's also really good to hear from the coordinators and particularly uh, somebody like Barry Odom. Because Barry Odom is a guy that was a head coach of Missouri, I think still was wrongfully fired. I think that they didn't give him the opportunity that – I think he deserved. I mean, he he was there for a few years, but I still didn't feel like he deserved to get fired. But I'm glad that he was in a weird way because he's Arkansas's defensive coordinator right now, and he's doing a phenomenal job. And yesterday when he was meeting with the media, you know, he's a guy that's gotten a lot of opportunities to go to other places. So I had a lot of chances to go to be a coach other places, whether it's a head coach, a uh, coordinator, whatever it may be. But each and every year, he's stayed at Arkansas, which has been huge for the continuity purpose of building a team and building a program under Sam Pittman. But yesterday he was asked about Arkansas and staying here and everything, and he had a response that really got a lot of Razorback fans excited. I've talked about this a number of times, and really my my thoughts haven't changed. I, I love it here. I love the state of Arkansas. Um, this university means something to me. I think it's important when you start into having an opportunity to build this uh, when we did with Coach Pittman, uh, there's value in that to me uh, personally. Um, I think it fits it fits me here. Um, I think we've got tremendous athletic uh, director support. I think we've got great leadership. And I really like working for Coach Pittman. Um, not only do I think he's a, a terrific leader, he's a great leader of, of men and um, he's a great representative of our program. Um, I'm always going to be very, very selective and I don't need to go take a job just to say, I'm going to take another one. I, 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 you know, this is, I'm happy with where I'm at. I love coaching the defense. I really like our staff. 
uh, it's fun to come to work every day. And I think that we're building something that is going to be sustainable for a long, long time. And I'm glad that I've got a chance to be a part of that. Um, it's Barry Odom and you hear those comments and it just kind of gives you a, a feeling of like, man, I mean, that's, I just feel like there's probably a lot of people out there that do some coach speak and, you know, there's, there's guys out there that'll say, you know, this is the best job and, and everything, but do they really mean it? Probably not because they're leaving the next year. They're looking for their next opportunity. They're looking for their next job. But Barry Oden has been pretty consistent on these comments that he has made about Arkansas and about being the coach here where he's said multiple times, I'm not just going to take a job just for the sake of taking it. Because what that tells me right there, there are coaches out there that may be in situations where they will take the next job available because they want out. The situation they're in ain't great. It doesn't look like it's something that's going to work. Uh, they don't like the coaches that are around them, whatever it may be. Maybe it's too hard. So the first job that they see that they get offered or get the opportunity for, they're gone. And so when that happens, it can kind of showcase a little bit of what the coaching situation looks like or what the program status looks like. Doesn't look like it's a very good one. And the fact that he says that obviously shows that he's not going to leave for just any job because he loves the job he has. He's completely content with this. He's not just chomping at the bit ready to get out. If the right job comes available, then he will take it. But it would have to be, in his mind, a sincere upgrade of what he's doing now, which from what it sounds like, what he's doing now, he loves so much that it may not be something that is going to happen uh, at least uh, here in the next few years. Like He could be here for a while for all we know. Like it, I mean, that'd be great. I think everybody would be happy about that, but uh, it just seems like he is so happy and content where he's at. He, he's not even worrying about what the what the next job may hold or what the next thing may be. So I think that was big. And then also just when he goes into Sam Pittman, like this is something that you got to remember, folks. A lot of these coaches on this staff have been around for a while. Like not all of them are just young up and comers. Uh, Kendall Bryles has been on staffs with a lot of different major coaches, obviously with his dad, Art Bryles. You know, he, he's de dealt with Lane Kiffin. We know that he was at Florida State. Like, he has been around in different major programs, been a part of it. He's seen different things. He's seen how it's gone. He's seen uh, what works, what doesn't work, high-level football, low-level football, whatever it may be. He's seen it. He understands it, and he's here. Barry Odom the same way. I mean, he's coached at Missouri. He's coached in the SEC. He's been a part of a staff at, in Missouri that uh, had a lot of success and was there under Gary Pinkle. I mean, he was a part of that, and he understood that. Uh, you got a guy like Deke Adams. Deke Adams, defensive line coach, been around in various different SEC schools, like all, all over the place. So he, he's a guy that's been a part of some success and in, in seen what works and what doesn't work. And, there, and there's various other coaches, too. Dow Loggins, for crying out loud, has been in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So, But I say that because if you think about how coaches – approach the games and how they end up being assistant coaches and fitting into the certain cultures that they're in you start to think about well what what works how like these are smart guys these coaches are smart people they're not going to put themselves in a position where they feel like they can't be successful as coaches because if they're not successful as coaches that's going to impact their next job where i mean if you need any great example of it look at the chad morris staff and how bad that whole era went 
like none of those guys ended up getting another job except for like trailer and step or step stayed at Arkansas, but trailer. And then like Barry Lunny left, they all went down to UTSA, but they were like the exceptions to the rule. Cause they were young up and comers got like coming guys. Like they weren't people that people were very aware of, or like they kind of just were kind of were in their own little area where people knew that they were going to be good despite Chad Morris, but all the other coaches, I don't even know where they're at. You know, like I think it was uh, Joe Craddock, the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for Arkansas, ended up being the wide receiver coach at UAB. You know, like that all because of how bad everything was and how bad the situation was, that impacted a lot of those coaches in their next opportunities. So coaches are very selective on where they're going to be and their timing and all of that because they're usually smart guys. But in this case with Sam Pittman, he's got a bunch of guys that are extremely smart who have been around to major universities, who have been at major places that have had a lot of success, and they're not leaving this place. They're not leaving Arkansas. They're not leaving Sam Pittman. They're staying. Why? It's because they're dumb? Because things are bad? Because things there's nobody else out there that wants them for their jobs? No. It's because they recognize what big-time college football is. They understand and recognize what a program is supposed to look like when it comes to being set up for success. They understand and they know what that looks like. And they recognize it in Arkansas, and they recognize it in Sam Pittman, where they say, hey, there may be LSU or Texas or Bama or whatever start coming after us and offering us jobs. But we see here at Arkansas, there's there's something to brew in here. We got it going on here. We got a culture. We got a program. We got a philosophy. We got uh, everything going for us to where I don't have to join those other programs to have that success. I can have it right here. I don't have to join those other programs to get paid. I can get paid right here. Like Barry Odom talked about athletic department and the direction that they have and the leadership they have. It's incredible. So. You just got to use your, use your mic, basically use your noggin and see exactly how this is approached by coaches. Coaches approach this job as something that is an honor and a privilege and they want to be a part of it. Because I promise you, whenever Barry Odom ends up leaving for another job, which eventually he will, and eventually he needs to, you want that in your assistant coaches to go on to get big time jobs. It's just the way it is. When he ends up taking that next step, I promise you there's going to be a ton of potential defensive coordinators blowing up Sam Pittman's phone because they want to be the next DC of Arkansas. They're going, that's going to happen like crazy. And the reason that's going to happen is because they see a guy like Barry Odom, a well-respected, uh, an extremely talented and gifted defensive coach who had opportunities to go elsewhere but stayed at Arkansas with Sam Pittman. That shows them that there's something there. There's something amazing about that where it's so great to work there. It's so great to work with. And it sets you up to where you're going to get other opportunities as a head coach or a coordinator, whatever it may be. Those opportunities will come because you're a part of a program that's successful. That speaks volumes to what the program in Sam Pittman has built. And Barry Odom laid it out so perfectly right there that it, it just, again, makes you excited about the program in the future if you got big-time coaches who understand big-time football and they're excited about the future and they don't want to leave and miss out on it. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting betting needs. 
Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, sports and scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline.net and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions happening today at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on on a Friday on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, you know, Kendall Bryles, we talked to him uh, about him a little bit. He actually just got done with meeting with the media at the time of the recording of this podcast. And he had some interesting quotes. And again, I wish I had some video, but he said, just due to time constraints, I feel like I'm a broadcast on television, but uh, due to time constraints, uh, unable to, to get the video. But a few things stood out, though. Uh, from Bear, uh, from Kendall Bryles, the offense coordinator with the media. And, and a funny thing was uh, he actually said the Hogs have almost 90% of the entire offense at this point in fall camp. And I start, and I see that, and I'm like, Dad, gum it. Like, it's not anything against Kendall. I'm not trying to say that, but it just cracks me up because it's like, you know, I remember Chad Morris during the first year, not in fall camp, during the season, he was like, eh, we're 30% installed. You're like, what? What, what do you mean 30% installed? You should be 100% installed. Like it's it's game eight. You know, we're two and six. What do you mean? And then the next year it was like 60%. I'm like, dude, your offense, it, it's like it's it's must be like a movie that's like four hours long, but with a plot that goes nowhere. That's that's the only thing I can think of. So I saw that and that made me laugh because I immediately thought about that. But I also thought about when Kendall Bryles first got into Arkansas. I want to say it was Trey Biddy. That actually asked him uh, when we finally got to meet with him is he's saying you know like how what percentage do you going to try to get the offense installed by the, the by the beginning of the year like how long is this going to take because Trey kind of knew what Chad Morris had said so he's kind of compare it and then Kendall almost looked down him like he's crazy he's like well it better be a hundred percent it's like yes thank you the offense needs to be a hundred percent installed that's what fall camp is for that's what spring practices are for to do that like that's that's just. <laughs> Like the fact that we even have to say that is so ridiculous, but uh, he, he he was excited about that. And I know he's right on track and I thought it was really cool too. When he talked about uh, KJ Jefferson and he says, bottom line is he's a winner. We know he's a winner and he's going to be a great quarterback. You have to win football games with someone like him. And I believe in him. So really, really strong words there from Kendall Bryles about KJ. I got and, and here's the thing, Kendall Browse has coached some really good quarterbacks too. And so if he's good enough for Kendall Browse, if that's the guy that Kendall Browse wants, then I'm going to feel good about it. Now, here is another great quote that I thought was was so like important because we know that the wide receiver group, for instance, has been uh, a question. And some people are saying wrongfully a question, or maybe it's not as big of a deal as we thought, but it's been a question nonetheless. And when Kendall Browse was asked about the uh, the wide receiver group and, and where everything was, he says that, so thinking about the wide receiver group for Arkansas and just the, the high level that they've been able to start playing at here in fall camp, we know that there's a guy like Jaden Hazelwood that has a lot of expectation surrounding him and somebody that's supposed to be 
kind of that next level guy to get Arkansas to that next step, whatever it may be, however you want to look at it. But he's honestly one that I'm not saying it's bad that we haven't heard much from him because he's been a really good wide receiver. But I think it's also showcasing that he's not the only guy that they're having to rely on. Like they got other pieces in this whole puzzle that they can put together. And honestly, from hearing from what Kendall Browse has had to say, from hearing about the guys in practice and seeing from the practice reports and everything going on with it, I, I, I just think that the whole group is going to be incredible. And it looks like uh, not only him, but Isaiah Centania and other guys too, they're really, really coming along. And like Kendall Brawl says, it's no longer looked at as a weakness of this team. It looks like a strength. And if you think about the whole offense, if the wide receivers end up being as good as what we keep hearing about, the offense isn't going to have a weakness. Because I still think the tight end position is going to be better. I think Trey Knox is going to end up being a really good tight end. I really do. I think he's going to be a next-level dude at tight end. I think that there's going to be some some great things he's got going on for him. I think that guys like Hudson Clark, uh, Hudson Clark, Hudson Henry might be able to step up and find his role on the team as long as he can stay healthy. And it's all about staying healthy. But the offense doesn't look like it's going to have a weakness. And when you got a, a team with as much talent and as much veteran leadership and especially having a great offensive line in front of you, on top of the fact you have someone like Kendall Bryles, like, how does that, how do you not start thinking about big things? Tension cleaning and food service professionals. Brady Industries has been pioneering the way of products and solutions that are delivered to you, the cleaning and food service community, since 1947. Brady is new to the Arkansas community as of 2019, but the company has decades of experience serving more than 25,000 customers all over the country. There's one guy you need to call who can take care of all of your food service and janitorial needs. His name is Aaron Smith, diehard Razorback fan, guy who listens to this podcast each and every day. Great guy and a guy that will take care of you. From cleaning chemicals to food service and amenity products, Aaron at Brady Industries has what you need. Aaron takes pride in providing exceptional value and service to his customers and offers expertise and innovative solutions to meet even the toughest challenges. So call Aaron and he will help you get the best value for your facility and food budget. Call Aaron Smith at Brady Industries, 501-424-8837, or you can visit supplies.bradyindustries.com to browse all that they have to offer. But really, it's just easier to call my guy Aaron, 501-424-8837. And if you mention that you heard him on this program, on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, he'll take 15% off. So be sure to call Aaron Smith over at Brady Industries. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so final segment here on the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I want to go on another little bit of a rant. This has nothing to do with Razorback sports. I'm sorry, but uh, it just makes me mad, and it's something I'm very passionate about. Right? There's, I have this story yesterday. I almost got into a fight in the Kroger parking lot here in Little Rock. Because I get done with my grocery shopping and I'm, you know, rolling out with the basket and going to go to my truck and I see a guy that's actually kind of parked close to me where he's just got done unloading his groceries into his uh, vehicle. And he's, he's a younger guy. When I say younger, he's probably in his 30s. And he gets done loading his groceries and then he just leaves the cart. 
in the empty parking spot next to him. And I'm seeing this and like there's very few pet peeves I have, but this is definitely one of them. So I'm already ticked. I'm like, you will like, come on, dude. And it's a small parking lot. So it's not like the cart returns far away. Well, anyways, I guess as he got into his truck or got into his vehicle or whatever, the grocery cart rolled and ended up being behind him as he's backing out. And when he backs out, he hits the cart and the cart starts rolling towards me where I'm walking. And so I stop it. And he's kind of looking back and see him in his mirror. He's looking back at me. He's just kind of waiting on me to move the cart and move everything so he can back out. And I'm like, uh-uh. I end up putting the cart behind his vehicle once again. Like, I just go over there and set it right behind his vehicle. And I just leave it there and I keep walking. Well, he rolls down his window and starts, you know, cussing at me he's like what what, what man what the what the what, what what are you doing move the cart i said put your cart back in the right back in the cart return get out of your vehicle and put your cart back oh and that made him mad he gets out of the car and starts trying to cuss at me start and i he just kept walking to my truck and uh he's screaming at me and everything and so eventually he gets the cart and then just like tosses it or like rolls it or with force or whatever over to uh, some area next to the cart return. Just, and I was like, dude, if you would have hit somebody else's car, it wouldn't have been bad. But somebody else was over there that was in the parking lot and they stopped it because they were seeing what was all going on. And then he just gets in the vehicle, speeds off and gets all mad and stuff. And I'm like, you know, even though I probably could have gotten shot doing something like that, those are the things that like have to come to an end. Like as a society, we need to not re reward laziness because what that is is laziness, and that should be never that should, that should be something that never should happen, never under any circumstances ever should be a thing. Put your cards back in the cart return. Stop being lazy and disrespectful to other people. Plain and simple. Like. I've said many times if they signed a if some politician came out and says they're going to sign a law where people who do that end up getting a serious fine, like a five hundred dollar fine. I'm all for that. I will vote for that person. It is stupid, so stupid how people are so lazy and so disrespectful. Like, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We all make mistakes. But try, try to be helpful. Try to help out when it comes to those things. Oh, it just really ticked me off. Bold my nuggets. So anyways, if you ever see me, better be sure that you put your card back in the card return. I ain't having it for whatever it's worth. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Next Monday, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see.